0: Hey everybody! Thanks for listening to the Kirby Woods podcast. A bit of a different episode for you today, and uh, technically, it's not even an off-script. Uh, this is just a part of our podcast. I was uh, asking some questions around the office, and um, Janet Rogers had had given me a document that I had uh, never never seen before, and it was relating to the history of Kirby Woods Baptist Church. I had remarked about. Um, a question about the past and wondering, you know, sort of how the church was founded, what were some conditions around the beginnings of the church. And and she said, you know, there is a document that I have in a file. Uh, do you want to read it? And so she gave it to me and I read it. And um, I thought th- this might be a good opportunity to give this information out publicly uh, and read it on the podcast. So I'm going to do that. After having read it one time, I will say uh, to you. I don't know who wrote this, and I don't know who it was for. I, I could very well see this have being an internal document or um, maybe for an assignment. I know that the often seminary students would do an assignment from Mid-America uh, to evaluate their church, and many times Kirby Woods would be the subject of a, of some kind of evaluation. And so maybe this was done in that way. So I really don't know who wrote this. I don't know who it was for. And my my intent is to just read it as it's written. So I'm not going to, I can't even vouch for this information being completely true. I just know that this has been sitting in a file and I'm going to read it exactly as it's written. So if you don't like the way something was said in here, uh, just know I'm just reading the news. That's all, that's all I'm doing. So I hope Uh, this will be good for you. I I, I do get a lot of questions from especially our newer members about uh, things that happened in older uh, days and prior days at Kirby Woods. And I often don't have an answer. I try my best, but I don't know everything that happened in the 80s and 90s at Kirby Woods. And so uh, I will tell you this, this document only deals with the, the founding through 2008, the founding through 2008. So, everything referenced in here is from the point of view of it seems like it was written Easter of 2008. Okay, so keep that in mind, and I will let you into this document and we will explore some of the past together. Uh, how about some story time music? Isaac, can you cue the story time music? Thank you. Easter is a time known for celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. A celebration of a different type took place on April 19, 1981. That is when the vision of Kirby Woods Baptist Church became a reality. The birth of this church was brought about initially by a businessman named Mr. Bill Gurley. His desire was to see a new Southern Baptist Church started in the Memphis area. As early as December Of 1979, Mr. Gurley met with other professionals and businessmen to discuss the possibilities of a new work. The other men involved were Mr. Blaine Olson, Mr. Harold Jennings, Mr. Quinton Perry, Mr. Lundy Daniel, and Mr. Paul Piper. And there's a note that says, Who never attended the church but gave a substantial amount of money to help get it started? These men had much to pray about and discuss. Who would be the pastor? Where would they meet? These were questions that needed to be answered. Mr. Gurley began the search for a pastor. He began with some pretty notable names. He spoke with both Bailey Smith and Jerry Vines to see if they were interested in coming to Memphis. He received a few recommendations about a pastor named Dr. Bill Darnell. Mr. Gurley contacted Dr. Darnell, who was probably the 13th pastor talked to, and Dr. Darnell and his family felt led of God to come to Memphis and help begin this church. Kirby Wood's first meetings were held in the Harold Sterling's Realty Office with interim pastor P.O. Davidson conducting services. In January of 1981, Central Church moved from 6311 Poplar Avenue because they were filling the sanctuary up and needed new space. Their desire was to sell to another church if possible. As a matter of fact, they turned down an offer from a bank to hold on the building in April of 1980 the option was exercised on that property and the Kirby woods group jumped on it 28 years later the church still meets there but they have been there have been some changes to the property which will be discussed later mr. Gurley's original desire was for Kirby woods to be a launching pad for new churches he wanted to see one mission church started every year The idea was that Kirby Woods would loan the money to these mission churches interest-free. As the mission churches grew and were able to pay back the funds, these monies would go into a designated account, which was set up to use for the new works. The first mission sponsored uh, by Kirby Woods was located in Portland, Oregon. This church was helped in 1982 and... In 1983, Kirby Woods purchased a building for a new church in Chatham, Massachusetts. The next church would not be started until 1987. It was then what uh, Southwoods Baptist Church uh, formed off property on Winchester in Memphis, Tennessee. Kirby Woods Baptist Church has had three pastors in her 28 year existence. As has already been mentioned, Dr. Bill Darnell was the first pastor, and his term as pastor went from April 19, 1981, until May 1986. A period of two months elapsed before Dr. John Keller came in August 1986. His stay was a fairly short one, and he resigned in February of 1988. The third pastor, Dr. Robert Pittman, came nine months later. His service as pastor began in November of 1988 and ended with his retirement from the pastorate on March 23, 2008. Section Header Evaluation of Growth Rapid Growth 1981-1985 From the first Sunday at Kirby Woods Baptist Church, when 55 persons joined the church, to 1986, Kirby Woods grew at a brisk pace. As Graph D demonstrated, those years saw a composite growth rate of nearly 1,400%. Tom Peden, one of the original 55 members, gave a few local institutional reasons for the accelerated growth during that period. First, the pastor, Dr. Bill Darnell, evidenced a skill for expository preaching and a heart for evangelism. His dynamic style and handling of the Word helped fuel the fires of growth. Second, Mr. Peden believes that the Witness Involvement Now program contributed greatly to finding and winning prospects. More than 400 persons were baptized during the first three and a half years. Under this monthly program, around 150 participants would eat lunch at the church after Sunday morning service, then go out into the neighborhood telling people about Christ and Kirby Woods. Through this program, Kirby Woods contacted over 1,000 homes in the area. Located near the Interstate 240 loop on one of the most traveled roadways in Memphis, Kirby Woods benefited from a high profile in its community. The church made a deliberate effort to heighten their level of visibility through two primary sources. Over 20,000 tracks were printed for distribution. These tracks, written by Dr. Darnell, contained the plan of salvation, as well as the address and phone number of Kirby Woods. Also, television commercials were shown on two local television stations, pointing people in the direction of Kirby Woods. Local and national contextual factors also contributed to the swift rise. The national economic climate, brought on by, quote, Reaganomics, made possible the construction of numerous new homes and apartment complexes in East Memphis and Germantown during the early 80s. Myriad middle- and upper-class families moved into the area and provided the church with an abundance of prospects who had moved their homes and would be moving their letters. Moderate Growth, 1986-1988. to Dr. Darnell resigned the pastorate in the spring of 1986, causing growth to decline somewhat. After a short search for a new pastor, Kirby Woods called Dr. John Keller that fall. Due in part to the excitement and curiosity a new pastor generates among the people, the church overcame its earlier losses and showed a slight gain by the end of the year. Under Keller, Kirby Woods began a small mission church in southeast Memphis called Kirby Woods Winchester. For the last 10 months of 1987, services were held at both locations with attendance totals combined and counted for Kirby Woods on Poplar Avenue. The congregation at Poplar experienced slight growth, while the Winchester Mission experienced excellent growth. Kirby Woods Winchester changed its name to South Woods Baptist and became independent January 1, 1988. This separation caused Kirby Woods to lose approximately 40 of its members who had gone to help found South Woods, as well as about 90 regular Sunday School members. Kirby Woods, due to limited space, implemented dual Sunday schools at the beginning of 1988. Even with the resignations of both the Minister of Music and the Minister of Youth that same year, dual Sunday schools proved to be relatively successful. In April came the first of three major blows to attendance. Dr. Keller resigned in April and attendance fell sharply. This drop killed the dual Sunday school program after just five months. Another factor that slowed in the growth rate during this period was the structure of Sunday school. Kirby Woods had only eight adult classes, one men's, one women's, and six couples classes. According to Casey Pearson, Minister of Education and Administration at the time, growth was seriously hindered by the fact that 40 to 50 persons regularly attended each class in November of 1988 dr. pop dr. Bob Pittman joined the staff as pastor and attendance began to increase again in fact in March 1989 attendance reached a 14-month high with 516 in Sunday school severe decline 1989 1990. The second major decrease in attendance came in 1989 when Dr. Pittman restructured the Sunday School for the purpose of growth. Dr. Pittman and the staff faced strong opposition among the people. Tom Peden stated that he believed some members were attempting to undermine the pastor's authority. In the first two mass defections, at least 80 members left Kirby Woods to join other churches. The third major blow to attendance also occurred in 1989. Dr. Darnell returned to Memphis and started East Memphis Baptist Church just a few miles from Kirby Woods. This led to the second mass defection when 85 to 100 members moved their letters to East Memphis. Within a few miles of Kirby Woods, there are three other Southern Baptist churches, Balmoral Baptist, Germantown Baptist, and Ridgeway Baptist. In an effort to better understand any local contextual factors that may have contributed to the decline in Kirby Woods over the last few years, Balmoral, Germantown, and Ridgeway are also examined for the years 1985 to 1990. The composite membership statistics show no marked pattern. All four churches grew in 1986. All but Balmoral grew in 1987, only Ridgeway and Germantown grew in 1988, Ridgeway alone grew in 1989, while only Kirby Woods declined in 1990. The only contextual factor that might have affected these four churches was the 1989 relocation of the then 18,000-member historic Bellevue Baptist Church from Midtown Memphis to nearby Cordova. In their first full year, 1990, Bellevue recorded 1,669 transfers of letter that year, up 97% from their previous year. Local institutional factors such as internal strife and a pastoral change at Balmoral in 1989, a pastor change and massive friction at Ridge Ridgeway—500 members left and formed their own church—from 1987 to 1989, and the clearing of names from the roll at Germantown in 1989 and 1990 appeared to be the primary reason for the decline of growth at each of the respective churches. In August 1990, Kirby Woods purchased the Mobley Center— 6325 Poplar. This property is now called the East Wing and is used for church offices, Sunday school rooms, and also provides a large room that the deaf ministry use as a sanctuary for their worship service. Renewed Growth, 1991. Once again, a spirit of growth came upon Kirby Woods. During 1991, the church received 170 new members, 65 of those by baptism. Dr. Pittman provided the leadership needed for the church to overcome past problems. His powerful expository preaching and evangelistic messages began to draw people to the church. The worship service has also been a key part of the new growth. Musical selections, a mix of traditional hymns and contemporary choruses, are usually based on the theme of the sermon. A successful visitation program and an emphasis on Sunday school as the primary agent of growth, as well as the Persian Gulf War. Note, Attendance rose significantly during the conflict, helped Kirby Woods witness a definite period of growth in 1991. During 1991 and 1992, the church constructed a Christian activity center, which was be between the office complex and the sanctuary facilities. Additional parking places were also added. In May of 1997, Kirby Woods entered into a phase called Vision 2000, beginning with phase one. This phase was the construction of a two-story facility on the west side of the property, which was needed for Sunday School space. The building is referred to as the West Wing. It was completed in August 1998. In October 2000, the membership voted to affirm the next phase of Vision 2000, which involved the demolition of the current sanctuary, the building of a new sanctuary, and the addition of a third floor to the West Wing. Before the construction began, however, some remodeling of the gym had to be made to accommodate what fondly became known as Adventure Church. On July 7, 2002, the church moved into the new sanctuary. Phase two was completed and this day was called Victory Sunday. We could now go back to one worship service and two Sunday schools. In 1991, Kirby Wood's Had purchased its first Citra 47 passenger motor coach. The bus had been a valuable tool for various ministries, and in March 2004, the church purchased a second motor coach. By 2005, a 25 passenger minibus was added. By the year 2007, Sunday school attendance had grown to 1,200 and budget receipts had increased to 4,039,000. Kirby Woods began sacrificially giving to the foreign and domestic mission causes, uh, giving $1,188,000 in 2007. Kirby Woods has the distinction of being recognized as a key church by the International Mission Board. On Easter Sunday, 2008, Brother Bob Pittman retired from the senior pastor position to go into full-time evangelism. Several capable men carried out the responsibility of filling the pulpit during the interim time without a pastor. The pastor's search committee chairman was Dr. John Floyd. On September 14, 2008, Brother James E. Collier, pastor of Oakhurst Baptist Church in Clarksdale, Mississippi, preached for both morning and evening services in view of a call for the senior pastor of Kirby Woods Baptist Church. The church voted to call Brother Jim on September 21st, 2008. He began as pastor on October 12th, 2008. Brother Jim is married to Myra. They have two children, Rebecca and Joshua. And friends, that's where the period ends on this particular document. Uh, Seems like it was written around Easter time of 2008, sort of as the uh, brother Bob era had come to a close and the brother Jim era was beginning to start and as you know there's a, quite a lot of history that's happened between then and today and in fact i've I've begun conversations in our office about um, finishing the story and taking the the history all the way up to the present and even even filling out uh, some some gaps and blanks in the story that we just read. Because again, I'm not sure who wrote that. I'm not sure where it came from, um, and who the office was, at the or who the uh, audience was. It may have been intended for a professor at seminary or it may have been intended for the staff at Kirby Woods. I don't think it was ever printed and handed out publicly. Um, but there's a lot of information in that story. Uh, some good, some bad, you know, some neutral. It, but it's I think it's good to know your history for better or worse, where you came from, uh, what, what things were done in the past, what worked back then, what didn't work back then, what what might work today, and what's just locked in time. And you know, I, I'm so interested at the history of how things came to be. You always learn so much one way or the other. And so um, for those of you that have never heard that, maybe that piqued your interest and maybe that made you um, appreciate some things or maybe you realize, hey, things weren't always perfect. there were some ups and downs all the time in the history of our church. So, um, really, really great to see how God uses, uh, imperfect people to build his church. And, uh, man, that's just such an interesting story. And, uh, I would love to do something even further with our history to get, um, some kind of a short documentary together. I mean, we have a great, we have a great video maker at our church. uh, So I would love to be able to spearhead some kind of project like that. But either way, that concludes this uh, story to uh, from the founding to 2008, some of the high points and low points. And uh, there's your history lesson for, for the day. Uh, So make sure you tune in for the next episode of off scripts or um, keep up with our sermons on this very channel. Subscribe, Uh, leave us a kind rating and review, share it with a friend, expand the listenership of this podcast. Uh, It only helps our church. So thank you guys. Have a wonderful week. God bless. See you Sunday.